the No Limiter Podcast, where we interview top business owners, entrepreneurs, and creators in every industry to help you set record breaking, breaking months. Here's your host of the No Limiter Podcast, Regina Eileen Woodard. Hi, you are listening to the No Limiter Podcast. I am your host, Regina Eileen Woodard, and I'm doing my second episode with my new co-host, Dr. Teresa Moore. Good day. (laughs) Hello, everyone. So glad to be on today. I'm excited. Queen, I'm excited for today's topic. Tell the viewers what we're doing today. You know what? Today's topic is forgiveness the importance of forgiveness and just forgiveness should be your medicine. It's okay to let your guard down and say, I'm sorry. It's it's okay to let your guard down and say, you know what? I made a mistake or that's not how we communicate. Forgiveness is supposed to be for taking that friendship or that business relationship to another level. Forgiveness is supposed to be where you come closer when you disagree on some things or you're not on the right page. But Dr. Teresa, what is your, what are your thoughts on forgiveness? Well, first, let me start by saying today's verse of the day. I sent you that this morning. It was from Colossians 3 and 11. And it says, make allowances for each other's faults. So when I think about forgiveness, that's, exactly what it means. Make allowances. Know that people are going to have faults, but even though they have faults, forgive anyone who offends you. Why though? We forgive for many reasons, but the main reason is the Lord forgave us. So that was the scripture today. So, and as I was thinking about that, you know, there is freedom in forgiveness. There is freedom. When we don't forgive others, we hold ourselves hostage. Because the other person, they might not even know that we're angry at them or that we are holding an art against them or that there's even a problem. So we're keeping ourselves in prison when we fail to forgive others. So basically you're saying that a lot of the reasons why people go through what they go through, because maybe it's miscommunication, not talking to each other, or that person might not even know how you feel. Correct. So it's almost like, in life, people are going to offend you. You're going to have some offenses. And we can honestly say that that's even in the word. That's in the word. So Ephesians 4 and 32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Sometimes we're not kind and compassionate. Sometimes we have issues. Sometimes we got things going on within ourselves and someone may say something the wrong way. Someone may not respond or fulfill an obligation. We may be waiting for someone to do something that they have not done. And if we take on, you know, get in our feelings and be like, why haven't they responded? But we forget that other people have lives too. Everybody has things that they're doing. And so we need to be compassionate and kind to one another. So you think that people are not compassionate and kind to one another, because I look at it like this, when you have a relationship with someone or a friendship with someone and you're doing business with them, you begin to put your personal relationship or your personal friendship with the business. And that's how a lot of people fall out. Their friendship mm-hmm. goes to the side. For an mm-hmm. example, 
I always like to give an examples. I know you don't give examples that much is because you being a therapist, you know, you talk to so many people a day, so many people a mom. And I know that, you know, you're a therapist, a lot of your friends because your friends and family, because I found myself talking to you last night and I was like, let me get off the phone. You're not my therapist. And <laughs> I am very easy to talk to you. People find that they can speak to me about people. Strangers come up to me talking to me. So yeah, it's a gift. It truly is. So we were speaking because, you know, I remember growing up, uh, I had a mentor of mine and um, I met her when I was in seventh grade, seventh grade. She had a program. I forget the name of the program when I was in seventh grade. She was my mentor and we developed a great friendship. And she was like, she was like my big sister. Never had a big sister, but she was my big sister. I graduated from college and we were going to do a business, a venture together, a business Mm -hmm. venture. And it was going to be a big one. And she had all the connections to put everything together. But I, and this is a true story. I ended up listening to a relative of mine that told me, gave me advice and really kind of steered me in the direction of saying, you can do that project yourself. You don't need her. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't, you know, you can, you can, you don't need to collaborate with her and basically try to get what they get, geek me up. Like I could go do that interview and do what I do without her. But knowing that the whole, everything that was put together, it was based on her relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And my point with that is, is not having enough courage to have a conversation. When I say courage, you hear me? Courage Mm -hmm. to have Mm -hmm. a conversation with my mentor and tell her what somebody else was advising me to do. And Mm -hmm. with that happening, our friendship, because I decided to listen to somebody else and not being able to, because our friendship, we had a business and we had a friendship. And because of our friendship, I did not have a conversation with her. She has never forgiven me to this day. I have tried to apologize and I've tried to reach out so many times over the years. Now, mind you, this happened when I was in my late Mm twenties and now I'm in my late forties, but she hasn't forgiven me to this day. So when we talk about forgiveness, we got to think about, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be with what the Lord says, because, you know, the Lord teaches us to forgive, right? But everybody yeah. don't believe in the Lord. That's why I say it's not about what the Lord says, because mm-hmm. we're going to have some people on here listening that does not even think about what, what the Lord, they're about how their beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we get beyond forgiveness? What, what's well, some advice? Forgiveness is not necessarily for the other person. Again, it's for you. When you fail to forgive others, that means, like I said, you keep yourself in bondage. Now, I know you said some people may not believe in the Lord, but even the average individual, even if they don't believe in the Lord, some people, they tend to do what's right, you know? Right. So they, they may not practice every principle that Christians practice, but they tend to do things that are right. And so when you forgive others, that means I'm looking beyond how I feel right now, and I'm taking in consideration the person in front of me, regardless mm. of what they did, I'm going to forgive them anyhow, because I don't want that to hold me hostage. I don't want that to hold me hostage. And then when I think about, even though I, I'm putting scripture out there because I live a life that's based on scripture, right? But for right. those that don't live a life based on scripture, you know, we do good unto others as we would want others to do good unto us. Now, 
you know, back in the day, they would say, uh, uh, I eye for an eye, right? A two for a yeah, two. Yeah, so as you yeah, do unto yeah. me, I do unto you. And that's a belief, whether you believe or not, that's one of those universal beliefs, right? But if we don't forgive others, then God won't forgive us. Those of us that are believers, God won't forgive us. That's written. So what am I saying to those who that are have an art against their brother or sister, if there's a problem, the best thing for both you and them is to say sorry. Now, even in your situation, Queen, even though she has never forgiven you, you, you can make your peace. You can forgive. I did. You. I did. I made my you. peace. You know, yeah. I made my peace. I said, you know, I, I, I realized I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I've already tried to apologize. I forgive myself for the decision that I made. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, I put it in the Lord's hand. I put mm-hmm. it in the Lord's hand. I put it like to the side. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I can't do nothing else. I can't do mm-hmm. nothing else. And so I saw her for the first time, I want to say about eight or nine years ago, because her, her sister died. And, you know, nor her knowing me since seventh grade allowed mm-hmm. me to get to know her sister, mm-hmm. her sister, husband, her sister, her niece, her nephew. We had the same birthday, but not the same year. I'm older. Her nephew, we got the same birthday, but her niece, we have the same middle name and we spell it the same. So mm-hmm. that right there, when I saw her, she spoke, but she still couldn't, she still couldn't deal with it. And then what I realized is I said, she has some growing and some learning herself to do within herself. Yeah, that's real. Because that's if you real. can't forgive somebody after all those years and you still just can't deal with it, yeah, then you got a problem with yourself. You got to look at yourself. Yeah. And so I like how you um, brought out the fact that you forgive yourself because oftentimes we play things over and over in our minds and we relive it over and over because we not only can't forgive ourselves, we can't forgive the other person either. So we're stuck in a cycle. We can't get out of the cycle because we won't look beyond the offense. What's a cycle? I mean, you saying when I think of, well, when I think of cycle, I think of one cycle when we, anybody that can think about that, if they're listening or watching, but when then another cycle, I think about a bike and then I mm-hmm. think about a cycle that goes on and over on and on again, something that so repeats itself. That's what I'm talking about. A repeated cycle when you're repeating, seeing, seeing things or, or remembering things, remembering the offense over and over instead of, you know, stepping away from it, breaking free from it, you choose to stay in the cycle. And so remember when I first came on, there is freedom and forgiveness. And so freedom means that means totally free from it. Like, I'm not going to allow this to hold me hostage. It's not going to control my emotions. It's not going to control how I behave every day. Or even if I speak to a person or don't speak to them, I'm not going to allow it to keep me at the age age, quote unquote, the age, meaning when it first happened, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay stuck in that particular period of time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move past that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose me. So forgiveness Mm -hmm. means choosing you too, choosing to allow yourself to be free from offense. So choosing to forgive someone else, but choosing Mm -hmm. to forgive yourself. Yes. Right. For the decision that you made, even though it wasn't a good decision. Yes. I like that. So what I had to do is, this is therapy for me, okay? Then what I had to do is I had to forgive myself before I went to go forgive somebody else. Yeah. I had to forgive myself before I went to go forgive somebody else. 
Yeah. You know, you you right now to this day, I'm just learning so much about having personal relationships with individuals and then mm-hmm. having business because everybody can't have a business re- business relationship with somebody they have a friendship with. Absolutely. And what I would say to this is that if you're going to start a business relationship with one of your friends or somebody you're close to, just make sure you guys sit down and try to have an understanding and mm-hmm. know that you want to, you still want to have a friendship no matter what, because yeah. it's a business venture worth your relationship. Again, yeah. it's a business venture worth your relationship. And if it is, it doesn't matter if they don't play a big part in your life. Mm-hmm. So you got to weigh the pros and the cons because everybody that people are friends with can't have a business relationship. Dr. Absolutely. T, right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be mature enough. And so when I say that is, first of all, mature people and grown people, they make decisions that are <laughs> mature and grown. mature and grow so right you are in a business relationship with someone you respect Mm -hmm. them in that you know Mm -hmm. that we're doing business together Mm -hmm. and being in a relationship with anybody I don't care who it is whether it's business or professional personal you have to work at it relationship takes work and it's not a one-sided relationship that means you need two or more individuals to collectively come together and agree on some things and get what they both need out of the relationship Mm -hmm. every relationship should have some benefits to Mm -hmm. it if I'm just bringing everything to the relationship and someone else is just taking then that is not a relationship Mm -hmm relationships there is a dual responsibility Mm -hmm. and so it takes work and so if you're in a business relationship and you have a personal relationship responsible mature people know how to differentiate the two so I can go to work and do business with you and I can take my feelings out of that and then in the personal relationship I can talk to you personally but oftentimes I see that when individuals are in dual relationships like personal and business when one of the relationship is lacking or failing it affects affects both of the relationships. It affects you hit, both. You, you, you hit it on the nail. Honestly. Are you in the market for a new or used car? Whether you're in the Metro Detroit area or anywhere in the U.S., call or text me at 248-301-0461. And I'll go to work on getting you the best deal possible. That's right. We'll deliver anywhere in the U.S., Call or text me at 248-301-0461. I wanted us to do a segment by ourselves because I know that we bring a lot of information without people to come to our platform. And what we have to do is we need to get on once a month or twice a month and just talk about things that are going on because this segment right here will be enough for people to be able to help them the things they have going on right now in their lives and things that will help in the future because forgiveness is so powerful because I mean I know you heard people say this over the years you know if you have that you had a disagreement with your with your loved one whether your sister, your brother, your mother, your father, or somebody you love and you didn't work that out before they Mm -hmm. pass away or before they're going Mm -hmm. on to glory or heaven or wherever they're going, whether it's going to hell or going to glory, wherever they're going, wherever they're going, right? If you didn't work that out with them 
before they closed their eyes and they took their last breath, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to go back yeah. and yeah. do it again. Yeah. Again, so that, you're not going to be able to go back and do it again. Yeah, that's real because now you got some unfinished business. <laughs> you can't go back and finish that business. And so I'm glad you brought that up because there was, I have a favorite uncle. I had a favorite uncle in the world. We had a disagreement and a disagreement involved something that, you know, that was personal to me. We had a disagreement and for five right. years, we did not talk for what? five years. Yes. How did that make you feel? Um, How did that make you feel? That you was your know favorite what? When that was my favorite uncle, I followed in his footsteps. When I tell you, got went to school, got the doctor, I followed in his footsteps, and he was my favorite uncle. And when we didn't talk for those five years, I missed him. I wanted to talk to him, but I had pride. He had pride. You know, my uncle was a awesome man. I loved him dearly. And my uncle, one day, I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to live in bondage anymore. I was doing some self-inventory and I picked the phone up and called my uncle. And we had a great conversation. I apologized to him. I told him I loved you. I told him that I hated the fact that we allowed five years to stand between us. And he apologized to me too. And he said he loved me. And we said we were going to do better. And we did do better. But little did I know he was going to die the next year. Mm. And when he died, he, my uncle was very private. And so no one knew how sick he was. I was just going to say, you didn't, nobody knew he was sick or how sick we he was. We knew he was sick. We knew he was sick, but we didn't know the extreme because my uncle was very private and he made sure that, you know, he is, his privacy was honored. Mm. And so he died and I didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't get to hold his hand or hug him and do any of the things that I would have liked to have done because he was very private and he wanted to be cremated. So the last- Did you know that though? Did you I know did that he know wanted that. to be cremated? I so did you not didn't know even that. know. So you didn't even know his last wishes. I did not know, but his wife and his daughter did. So, and because I love and trust them, I know that they honored what he wanted. Right. And, you know, he didn't tell me that. But again, I remember my uncle the same. I still love him to this day, even though he's not here. I still remember all of the lessons. I have his original books that he wrote, like the original ones that he manuscript to my grandmother and to my mother. When my mother died, who was the matriarch, he gave me all of those original manuscripts of his. So I have all of his books and I, to this day, still love him the same. But my point of saying is, that's five years that I couldn't get back. And even though we made up, it still hurt my heart to know that there was a gap in time that I didn't get to spend with him. But I thank God and I love God so much that he allowed me to say I'm sorry on this side of the earth while he was alive. And I thank God that we patched the relationship up. But so many people do not get that opportunity. You know, when they don't forgive and the person does go on in glory or go, go on and they pass on, transition, some people never get the opportunity to say I'm sorry. Say goodbye. So or I didn't say goodbye. Or, or to goodbye. say goodbye. So I didn't have any unfinished business with him or with my mother. So I'm so thankful for that. So forgiveness, it was for me because once I forgave him, the ton of bricks came off of me. Mm. Yeah. So, so once for you me. forgave him, so you had to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Before you went to go ask your, your, your uncle to forgive you. Yes. Is that what I'm I mean? hearing? Yes. Yes. I had to do some self inventory. You know, sometimes queen, you got to look at the person in the mirror. 
you got to look at you and say, you know what, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you are doing in this life? What is mm-hmm. it that you're trying to accomplish? There's right. not one man is an island. We all need each other. We all need each other. We're always going to need somebody. So we might as well live a lifestyle where it's inviting to others to come into our space and not pushing people away, offending others, being mad at others. We might as well have an inviting space to bring them into because we need people. I think what the what the issue is, a lot of people think that, you know, when they get upset with someone, mm-hmm. that they don't need them. And mm-hmm. you never know when you're going to need someone. You know, it could be someone at work. Maybe you had a misunderstanding with, or mm-hmm. maybe I just agree to disagree, disagree mm-hmm. to disagree, you know, mm-hmm. and what if I'm just, I'm giving this example, right? What if you come to work and I mean, I'm just going to use an example. Mm-hmm. What if I come to work one day and I say, if I had a disagreement with somebody in service and I walked out from one room out the, out the aisleway, out the sales floor to the service area. Mm-hmm. And I was on my phone. I wasn't paying attention, but I'm just giving an example. It's never happened. But if I took one more step, then that car would have ran over my t- my toe or my or my leg because mm-hmm. they was moving so fast. They they came in real fast to put in service, and they know that's what they that's no they know that's what they're not supposed to do. Yeah. But that person said, "Hey, Regina, you know what I mean? That could have that could have saved my life, or yeah. saved one, my limbs, or saved something happening to me." So yeah. that could be the person. Maybe that I maybe if it was the person I didn't really like, or we had disagreements, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that person actually saved me. My dad always taught me this. And my mom is that you need to be nice to everybody. Oh, yeah, and yeah. people don't need to know if you don't like them. Like you may say to somebody, you know, well, I really don't care for that person. That person really shouldn't know you don't care for them. Yeah, that's true. It's because you're supposed to love on everybody. Yeah. Speak to them. It that's doesn't right. matter. You know, because you never know when that person is going to be there for you. That's true. And I like to always say, you know, because sometimes I, in the past, I've worked with people that I really didn't care for. Right. They did not know. I did not care for them. Mm -hmm. They knew we had disagreements. Right. Mm -hmm. But they Mm -hmm. really didn't know how there was a pain in my pain in my side, (laughs) but because I put up with them, you know, I still spoke. I still was, I'm still courteous. Why? Mm -hmm. It's because I never know when I'm going to need that person. Yeah. And I may move them out the way, move them over here, move them over there. But the reason I do that is because I know that I never know when I might need that person. Yeah. What What's one last word or one last sentence that you we want to leave our audience yeah. on today's segment on forgiveness? So if I had to leave one statement, be kind and courteous and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. And for those who may not believe in Christ, be passionate and loving and kind to one another because you would want that person to be the same towards you. You know what? I, I thank God every time I wake up in the morning, every time I open my eyes. Yeah. But when you have a relationship or a friendship with someone, you know, when they say you're married, you, you're supposed to become equally yoked, right? Isn't that what yeah. they said back in the day? Yeah. But when you meet someone who compliments you, right? And I want to be clear with every, what I'm saying for our listeners that are listen to, listening to us and for the people that are on our podcast, 
watching our podcast is that when you become equally yoked, they say when you come be when you're married, you're supposed to be equally yoked if you're into the church and you know, I mean, you believe in God. That's what they say. You become equally yoked when you get married. But when you form a friendship with someone, your sister friend Mm -hmm. or someone you really become close to, you can also become equally yoked with them because they'll compliment you, right? They'll compliment you. And you, we compliment each other because we can pop up. We plan to do a podcast this morning and we had, you know, our our guests, you know, had to go do some other stuff at work, got called away. Mm -hmm. So we said, what are we going to talk about today? What can we do? I said, we need to be, I said, Dr. T, we need to be able to do pull up and talk about anything at any time. Pick some out the air, but it got to be relevant so that it can leave a message with someone. Yeah. And you said right after your tongue, forgiveness. And I'm like, that's right. That's what you call being equally yoked. Yeah. And that's what you call being able to compliment, compliment each other. Am I right? Yeah, that's good. So relationships, people are yoked up together. So let's be clear about that. So yes, the Bible tells the husband and wife to be equally yoked, right? But when you're in relationships with people, you are yoked up together too. Okay. So So thank you for changing those words for me. We are, we are, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you know, you, you, I can call you minister. I'm the Regina, the queen of Carlos. Good credit, bad credit, no credit. And to enter radio personality. And we're, and we're a podcaster, right? So you have to teach me those words. And what's those words? It's not equal yet. What is those words? Give me those We're words. Yoked up. We're yoked, yoked up, up together. So we yoked up together. I like yeah. that. We yeah. yoked up together. So you knew where I was coming, where I was going. You just corrected me and got me on the right page. Everybody can't do that with Regina the Queen. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the No Limiter podcast. And uh, you guys have a great day, a great evening. Wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, enjoy your day. See you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the No Limiter Podcast with Regina Eileen Woodard. Remember to subscribe and review the No Limiter Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and the No Limiter Podcast YouTube channel. Every listen and review helps to get this podcast out to as many no limiters like you as possible.